Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode 52. On today's show, Steffi checks in from a road trip and shares her discomfort. Simone's famous potato salad makes another triumphant appearance. And the etiquette of name dropping is discussed. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong. Great, thank you. Uh, you are you are on the road. You are you are in Northern California. We're still making sure we get the episode to you, our dear listener. <laughs> so uh, yes, and and Stephanie's traveling with a peepop screen. I travel with a peepop <laughs> screen. We go to great lengths just to make sure you don't have to put 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 listen to that so yeah so i hope you appreciate it uh uh so yeah and and you've made one with uh with some sort of uh, uh, uh tights is that right you've, you've got tights over, uh, over <laughs> tights. A, uh, does the pedestrian unlearned listener know what a p-pop screen is even <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's like pantyhose type thing but you get that that you put in front of the mic so that it, it doesn't make your peas pop so yeah, super anyway, annoying if yes. you listen to anything with that one. And mine is yes, our is first a, uh, few episodes were like that, and uh, we took <laughs> we took right. charge. Yeah, Greg heard the first few and was like, "Okay, I'm buying you a peepop screen." So anyway, so when we record <laughs> away, we take our peepop screens with us because we care about your ears, listener. So a lot of stuff's been going on. Um, we'll get to some of your travels uh, later on in the show, but uh, well, let's see. So just before you left, you you were, you were struggling to get ready, and uh, and you were interviewed for a documentary. Tell us about that. Oh yeah, there's this um, documentary. It has a trailer out, but they're still filming it, and um, it's it, it's called Jesus Don't Let Me Die Before I ha- Before I've Had Sex. But oh, um, I saw that trailer. I want to see. Yes, that so bad. and the website is GiveMeSexJesus.com. <laughs> so they were coming through Seattle, and which is funny because I was leaving for California, where they're from, the day that they came into Seattle, <laughs> where uh-huh. they're from. So yeah, um, so we met at this hotel downtown, and um, they're super sweet, and we talked for like two hours. Like, um, you know, you have you sit and you have these hot, hot bright bright lights on you and um i was like really afraid i looked like crap because the night before i'd made this red velvet cake for carrie our friend carrie who's who had her 35th birthday and i wanted to make it kind of like a sex in the city carrie bradshaw 35th birthday thing but that was going to be way too complicated so i was like what kind do you want red velvet okay so made that took it over to her was too tired to even even pack for my two and a half week trip that night so i set my alarm for five in the morning my boss didn't want me to have that day off. She's like, I need you for like four hours. So I packed at five in the morning, got my ass to work at 6.30. And then straight from there, I had to go and sit under these bright lights and <laughs> in front of a high definition camera. And I'm like, shit. So I was wearing glasses to cover the bags under my eyes. But it was super fun because they're asking all these all these super personal questions that I was more than happy to answer. <laughs> because it's wow. basically stuff about my blog. They're like... You know, they're asking me stuff like, did you wait to have sex until you were married? You know, what is it that the Christian culture, you know, tells you to do regarding this? You know, do they tell you how far to go? Why do they tell you to wait? You know, when they know all yeah. that, you know, they have their own answers, but they're trying to get, you know, a feel for what everyone else's um, perception of it is. So that was just super fun. And 
Um, yeah. They, yeah, they, let me see. I wrote down some other questions, but, um, um, oh yeah, this was kind of funny. They asked me about my first kiss, which oh. is kind of funny. So I'm like, yeah, and I told them all that. They asked what dry humping is. <laughs> <laughs> With your first kiss, were you, were you part of a, the bullshit that you're supposed to wait until marriage or was that no, not part of I was, your... yeah I wasn't but I was like taking it kind of seriously at the same time right <laughs> so it was pretty silly but um they all, and at the end they asked me they're like what's your hope for Christianity on this issue <laughs> about this oh. thing so that was that was interesting you know what um, is your hope for Christianity on this issue well it's I guess yeah my hope for the, for Christianity on every issue is that they will let themselves entertain their doubts and fears more. <laughs> right. And um, yeah, so I kind of went into that a little bit more. But that right. and yeah, yeah, that's kind of, you know, my standard hope across across. And they're like, "Do you wish you'd waited? You know, if you waited, do you wish you had or if you hadn't, do you wish you, you know, had you done the opposite?" Right. And they're just asking all these like crazy questions. So it's probably going to be a pretty interesting documentary and I think tomorrow they're interviewing Dave Bazan. So oh. he'll be he'll be in that too, and a few other people we know. I'm so probably. interested because I just feel like how much does that whole waiting thing convolute one's desire to get married? I guess that's sort of mm-hmm. the, the crux of that documentary. What I got from the trailer was, you know, some, how many people do you know that were like rushing to get married because they they couldn't, you know, they were getting blue balls. Like all of us, <laughs> like everybody. I mean, that's and we talked about it a little bit. Like that's why Christian culture gets married young, and then yeah, I think that a lot of people are really unhappy in their marriage because they got married so young and I always tell people I'm like I know I got married at like 23 but I think that 30 is like a good age at least to be 30 because <laughs> you know yourself yeah, better yeah. and you've dated people like you need to date people and yeah. so Gosh. no easy answers speaking, but they of, were... speaking of blue balls yeah. I've been watching a lot of 90210 lately and <laughs> <laughs> And Donna Martin is one of you know, TV's most famous virgins, oh, yeah. and she's such a prick tease because she's always wearing skimpy outfits, dry humping, and getting boob jobs and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, over the last several months, Greg and I've been watching watching seasons one through five. We just watched the season finale of season five this afternoon, and. I actually, that was one episode I completely missed. I'd seen every single episode up until the one I saw today. And yeah, anyway, and Ray pushed, Ray Pruitt, uh, Donna's boyfriend, who yeah. is like getting violent with her, he pushed her down the stairs. I it was sort of an accident. That. They were just kind of shoving each other and then, yeah, and then she rolled down the stairs. So I'd actually missed, I taped it and I never got around to watching it. So, and then, and then halfway through season six, I'm like, this sucks. And I stopped watching it completely. But, um, wow. but anyway, but, but Greg had looked up a, an interview with Jamie Walters, who plays Ray Pruitt. Uh-huh. And apparently now he's, I guess he couldn't get any work after he was the, the Donna basher on 90210. Oh so my God. anyway, now he's a firefighter in LA. So I'm thinking of, you know, of starting a fire somewhere and hoping that Ray Pruitt will come and put my fire <laughs> out. But um, anyway, but he, uh, he, anyway, he said that he went to, he's also a paramedic and he went to attend to some, some old, older black lady and he went to her and then she recognized him and asked her, asked him why he was so mean to Donna. Oh my God. <laughs> It's so sad. The poor oh, guy. Right. Like, yeah. I wonder if she was a bit scared. But but yeah, oh, but so, at some point on the show I want to do a, a, a big conversation about Brandon Walsh because there's a big oh, seriously. It's such bullshit. Like he's the Mr. Nice Guy and he's famous for being the nice guy, but 
in rewatching all this and watching, you know, several oh, episodes yeah. a week, I'm like, this guy is a first class dick and he still has the <laughs> reputation of being a nice guy. You know, and so I really yeah. want to want to evaluate that. And I think people, most of our listeners, surely had big patches of watching 90210. So I feel this could be a topic of interest, even though it's you know 20 years past. Yeah, 90210 kind of ruled my life in high school and college because I was the exact same age as all all of them. Like every season, they right. kept. They were like they were very true to the time, like chronologically, and they graduated yeah. in '93. Except like for I the did, two years they, that they were juniors. Yeah, but, yeah. After that, they kept on. They kept on track. <laughs> that's right. That's that's when I caught up, and I'm like, yes. So, um, but when I first met David, he was like, he goes, yeah, I call Donna Martin bag of nickels because she looks like she's been beat with a bag of nickels, and like I, for some reason, that like really endeared me to him. <laughs> he goes. I go, I hate her National Gra- National Geographic cleavage. She's like, yeah, looks like you could break oh. bottle, like open bottles in it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Oh, man. Well, you know, it's funny because that you and David bonded over that, but Greg and I, before we were actually dating, when we were just friends, we actually uh, together toured the set of 90210 oh in God. 1997. Yes. So I have, fun. I have been in the peach pit i have walked i went into brandon's bedroom i walked between the bathroom that connects no. brandon and brandon's room yes oh, where, that's where holy ground caught dylan in the shower i've been there I've is that the same bathroom tiles. that valerie malone smoked the doobie on the window yes mm. that was in brenda's bedroom she smoked the doobie oh was yeah. it i thought it was the bathroom okay no but yeah important bathroom i've i've walked through it it was pretty pretty awesome so um yeah so uh so yes 90210 topic i think that's that's definitely got to be expanded upon because definitely it's, it's very integral to our <laughs> lives and our relationships with our husbands <laughs> <laughs> that and coca-cola coke yes. versus pepsi that was like integral for me and david and then greg set up a big taste test for you Yes, well, Greg used to wear a Pepsi shirt, but it was just because it was an attractive shirt and he didn't have the brand loyalty that I had. And I was like, no, no, I don't like Pepsi. And yeah, it was this whole thing, but yeah. Uh, but he, he actually, pref- it was an attractive shirt. Now that I'm like, you know, I've cleared my brain of, of being, you know, loyal to the Coke brand. I just am loyal to the beverage. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a beautiful shirt, so I'll, I'll pay that. But, uh, but, but yeah. But, but he still prefers Coke, so, so we're fine. So, actually, today we were at a flea market, and this guy had a sign at his stall saying, you know, ice cold Coke, one dollar. So we're like, oh yeah, let's get that. And Greg goes, he's like, yeah, I got, I got Pepsi and I got Diet Pepsi. What? And Greg, do you have Coke? He's like, uh, I got Pepsi and I got Diet Pepsi. How dare you? don't say ice cold Coke. Even adding the ice cold makes you want to. Is he from the south? No! Because there, everything is Coke. Like, root beer is Coke, or, or oh, Sprite is Coke. Oh, right, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. You know, it drives me crazy that my kids are, are Pacific Northwesterners who say soda, because I hate that word. <laughs> oh, I think I say that, but I mean, I think Australia we're probably I mean, saying regional. soft drink. Right, right. I guess, I guess. Well, speaking of that conversation, yes. I had that conversation with Jack White, who was going around oh, uh, polling everybody, right. asking, asking, you know, uh, do you say pop or, uh, or soda or soft drink or Coke? And I guess he says pop, because I guess that's what they say in, uh, in the Detroit area. But that brings me to another subject that we, we talked about this. We did a pilot <laughs> episode that was... 
you know, the topics were fine, but the quality of the sound and just our general presence was not up to speed. So um, nobody has heard that. But yeah, we never brought it back. But we were talking about about name dropping. And the reason I was re-reminded about this is re-reminded a real thing. I don't know. Anyway, the reason I was re-reminded <laughs> like of it, this thing. <laughs> thank you. It seems uh, kind of redundant, the, 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 the re. But yeah. anyway. The reason I was, uh, I thought it came back to me, was because I read uh, uh, Penn Jillette's book, God No, which oh, yeah. was, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 okay. It's not as much of an atheist book as it promised, and yeah, it's just a lot of lot of. If you want to know about Penn's penis, that is the book for you. <laughs> He's pretty but, proud um, of it. Well, yeah, and it, and it appears many times. But anyway, but um, I was reading. I, I thought it was okay, and then I was looking at reviews on Goodreads, and then somebody wrote a review. This book is just pen, you know, uh, name dropping, blah blah blah. And I'm like, he's a celebrity. He knows other famous people. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, the, I, I felt it's like Pen is like somebody who you would expect would have famous people, famous friends. And mm-hmm. this guy's on his case. And and so yeah, and so that brought me back to what we had talked about. Why we where we feel uncomfortable mentioning people we know that are famous because then it sounds like we're name dropping but if you eliminate the name from the story you're like normally like if i said oh my friend rachel's coming over blah 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 mm-hmm. like no big deal but if i said oh my friend so and so who's famous is coming over even if i said the exact same thing with the exact same tone now i'm name dropping but or it's information you would have shared if the person wasn't famous and it, this whole gray area of mm-hmm. etiquette and when are you annoying and when are you when is it relevant you know so how, mm-hmm. and how do you feel about that I, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of, it's kind of contextual and it's, it's how much the person kind of talks about it and their general attitude yes. towards celebrities. Because people who are True. too excited in general about people who are famous, it, it, you're just kind of like, <laughs> about that. Yes. But, um, but then if, if, yeah, there's also kind of their general attitude towards, oh yeah, that person has a wiki page, but it's nothing that they would ever bring up, you know, in, right. in general conversation with them then that's completely fine and i also like that they don't try to when they don't try to act too cool to be hanging out with them like oh yeah they did the song that i liked or you know like if they can act excited about it too i think that's cute and good you know yes yes when people act yeah. like they that they're not excited about anything then that's yeah. when i feel like they're putting on a on a bit of a front but sometimes sometimes people are friends with famous people and it's not because they're interested in what that person does they just end up right. being friends with them from from other things so i know people who are famous that i I don't really am not familiar with their their art, you know, and I'm just mm-hmm. sort of like I couldn't be get excited about it. I would act kind of like, oh yeah, whatevs, because I don't I'm not actually familiar with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, see, I wonder how many people hate us right now for having this conversation. Oh no, oh, one it hates sucks. Us. You like, guys don't hate us. Too. <laughs> I just like you know, I like you know all these famous people, and like I don't know when I can talk about them, and it's just really hard. But it was, okay, well, when we first met, you and me, well, when we were kind of talking online still, like five years ago, yep. and you told me, oh, I'm going to be in the UK over Christmas because um, my husband is opening for Tenacious D, and so he's going on tour with them. Like, it was it was so cute the way you kind of brought it up, and you didn't seem, you know, name-droppy or, or kind of um, like you were yeah. brandishing it or anything, and, and I said, oh, that's awesome, what band is your husband in? Because wouldn't it be funny if it was a band I really liked? And you said, oh, no, no, you've never heard of him. His name, you know, he's a comedian who tries to be bad. It's Neil Hamburger. And then I'm like, you're married? Neil Hamburger. <laughs> so and just like your, the, your general affect, I thought, was was very pleasant, you know, about the whole thing. Yeah. Kind of, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I like that. Understated and, and relational, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. It was weird the other day. My friend uh, was talking about 
about a friend of hers that had just been diagnosed with something, and then I have a friend who is famous who had the similar thing, and and then I was like, oh my god, like I just heard about that, and then she starts like, who is it? And I was like, oh, because oh. then it becomes like a sharing somebody's yeah. you know medical history, yeah. you know, and I was like, um, yeah, this is weird, and yeah, I kind of yeah didn't didn't really know what to say. But, but then you seem all weird, like you're trying to not name drop so hard that you are. It's just weird. I know. I remember, yeah. I remember being aware of this after um, Carrie's friend was um, a nanny for the family that now lives in Kurt Cobain's house where he killed himself. And uh-huh. when we went there, like, I was so excited to talk about it at a party the next week that I kind yep. of, the way I had to bring it up, I'm like, will you guys be mad at me if I drop a name? Because I feel annoying, <laughs> but I'm excited about this thing that just happened. Is that okay? Like, that's kind of how I prefaced it. Because yeah. it was too exciting not to tell them all about it. Yeah. But, well, yeah. you know, I think a lot of the anger about uh, name dropping is, is jealousy. I think people don't like yeah. it because they're a bit jealous of whatever. And it's like, even if they don't like who you're talking about, they hate that you know somebody famous you know that happens too i think you know because i mean why would that guy in that review be mad that pen was and he and also pen was very he was very nice he was very he was excited about you know hanging out with a guy from zz top um but he was also excited about some people like because they they meet and greet after every show they do and so he was excited about this guy that he was like like he was equally excited about all kinds of people famous and non-famous you know so this guy was just clearly had a chip on his shoulder because oh it's talking about famous yeah. people it's like, that's who he associates with he is famous himself you know so, yeah yeah so i think it's a it's a two-way street i think i think you're right it's contextual but i also think it's a two-way street of 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 not being upset about name dropping also and looking at the context everybody needs to look yeah. at the context of when to name drop and when to be annoyed by name dropping yeah seriously everything is all about yeah. the context i think definitely I want to hear about your magic classes. Oh, my magic classes. I want to hear how many have you had so far. I've just had one. So, gosh, will I be name dropping myself when I talk about my own (laughs) career as a magician? (laughs) Simone, the magic person. As a matter of fact, I'm a magician. Um, (laughs) Illusionist. Uh, mentalist. That's what I'm. Mentalist. Studying. Oh, I like, I like that even mentalism. better. That's so awesome. Mentalism. I know it sounds like a legitimate science. It does. So yeah, so I've only had the one class, but it also sounds like you're fucking crazy. It does. <laughs> Simone, mentalism. Ooh. Um. So yeah, so mentalism class. So the first class was last week. Obviously, I'm not going to tell anybody any tricks that I learn because I'm a professional. But um, but what I will say, which is so interesting and ties into so much of stuff that we are often revisiting about about belief and stuff, is that uh, the guy at the beginning of the class, he mm-hmm. said, "No, what what I'm going to teach you will change forever how you view magic." Like 
Like, he essentially is going to be bursting the bubble of, of, of the being mesmerized by magic. Wow. And there was this part of me that was like, Didn't want to should see I that just guy. leave right now? And like, because remember a few months ago, I, I, I was participated in a magic trick on Santa Monica Pier, and the, the it was like twisting metal in my hand. Like, I was holding it, and then yeah. I let go, and it had twisted in my hand. I'm like, how the oh. fuck did this happen? And, and I said, I knew obviously there would be a good reason for it, but part of me didn't want to know. So, yeah, so when he said that, I was like, shit. Like, because I, I mean, I enjoy the wonder and the mystique. I really do. But, you know, I know that there's something behind it, but I don't like to always think about it too hard. Just kind of enjoy the, the mystery, you know. So when yeah. he kind of said that, part of me was like, <gasps> I'm going to ruin magic. <laughs> but, yeah, but I'm, I'm plowing ahead. I'm going to ruin magic for myself and uh, hopefully bring magic to other people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, listener, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Prepare to be amazed. <laughs> Yeah, oh, but I'll tell you this about this. So this is this is the magic classes I held at the Center for Inquiry, which is like a you know secular humanist free thinker you know type uh, place mm-hmm. that's just down the street from where I live. And I've gone to a movie screening there before. But they have all kinds of seminars all the time. But you know these you know old atheist people can be kind of nutty and annoying to deal with. So <laughs> I tend to, to not want to participate too often. There's this lady there with giant bug glasses. They were so oh, big they were like wow. sticking out like an inch from the side of her face. And they were huge big circles. But, awesome. but anyway, but you get this thing where you go to these classes. Now, I'm probably the third oldest person in this class of about 35 people. There's like a kid oh who's about 10. Oh. This other guy looks like he's in his 20s. And then there's me. And then everybody else is like, you know, gray-haired. So anyway, and these people, they love like putting their hand up. It's like, oh, right. Yes, we. I saw that. And funny, I actually I just saw that trick last week. And I was thinking, blah, blah, blah. It's like, nobody cares. Like, we just want to like learn the trick and not hear about your life experience with, with knowing about this trick, you know? And mm-hmm. it was right at the conclusion when it seemed like, it was like, so are there any questions? Okay, I think we're done. And I started clapping to try and shut everybody up because I knew there would be nothing nice. productive. <laughs> but That's unfortunately, so somebody awesome. chimed in with a question and then yeah. I had to sit there for another 10 minutes. And it oh, was so useless as I predicted, but yeah. But the class itself is great and uh, I look forward to, uh, to practicing the tricks. So, yay! Oh. I love that now, you're now, that class. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, now, you are traveling, mm-hmm. uh, as, we, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, and, uh, yeah, how, how's that going for you? We are... For a day and a half. Yeah, we're traveling. It's going, it's going well. It's fine. You know, as fine as it can be with two small children in the backseat who like to fight sometimes. But um, right now, we are in... Um, we're at my in-laws house we got here today and this is the thing and I've talked about this before um, that whenever I'm going to be around my in-laws I start to get itchy because oh. <laughs> I've talked to my therapy my therapists about this and and they're like yeah this is like a you know something you need to pay attention to like figure out your emotional response you know this is the physical Wait, are you actually itchy or are you just yeah just, I get it, physically oh. itchy like and I kind so of feel just, it on the inside so oh. it's like you know it's a very strong emotional response right and um, yeah. it's because I feel like I can't be myself here and yes. I feel like I'm constantly censoring myself and if I'm my true self like they get I just feel like um kind of a wall kind of goes up you know like they don't know what to do with yes. me <laughs> and my husband's like no they love you they just don't know how to respond to you and I'm like <laughs> okay so I mean you know I love them for for trying and they don't they don't I know that's my thing. So it's all very, it triggers, you know, my deep seated issues of, of um, not earning my parents' love, you know. So 
I mean, bless their hearts, my in-laws are you know, very lovely and they're doing everything they can. So this is, you know, whatever they're capable of. I don't know. So, yeah. um, I, you know, it's, it's up to me to like figure out, you know, my response to this and, and what does this truly mean about me? And, and do I have to believe that I'm unlovable? Blah, blah, you know, all these things that come up. So, yeah. um, it just triggers all those feelings. I think that's why I, I get itchy. So it's getting better as time goes on, but next week yeah. we are going to be spending the whole week at the Christian conference center for the annual family reunion. And I think I talked, yes. I know I talked about this last year on the podcast. Yes, yes. And totally so did. it's a very, you know, very evangelical environment that I, um, I get very, very, um, cantankerous around just because I feel like I, even more so like I can't be my true self. Like everyone there has some sort of Republican bumper sticker on their car, you know, and, um, every, you know, they have like this, you know, everything's so Jesus-y flavored in, in the most unpalatable way for me that, um, it, I have to make a lot of effort to stay sane when I'm in this environment. So, and, and the people ask, why do you keep going? And I'm like, well, the reason is that my kids get to see their cousins and they love that, you know, and I love the family, of course, like, yeah. and I want to stay in touch with them, you know, so and this is the environment we do it in. Like I can make me- measures to take care of myself or whatever um, in the middle of that. And one year I brought just like three seasons of Sopranos and just stayed inside <laughs> and watched those. What a great fun. countage of that environment. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> that was a fun time. Yeah. To do it that way. But um, yeah, I started my blog after a, a particularly harrowing week at, in the Christian environment. So something good came out of that. I found another little community out of that. It was like, yeah, I'm sick of this shit too. And I don't feel like they actually care about me. You know, it was kind of what it comes down to. So, um, That's great. I will be keeping you posted on, on my trials <laughs> and, <laughs> and victories in this. Yes. <sighs> So, uh, last week I attended a couple of, uh, of barbecues oh, yeah. and, uh, and you would have seen this on the, on the, uh, on the document. Cause we have a document where we sort of list things we want to talk about in the next episode. Mm. And, uh, yes, you would have seen Stephanie potato salad update. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I'm dying to know what this potato salad update could possibly be. Yes, yes. Well, so, uh, listener, I've mentioned my potato salad before, but it's a great potato salad. It's arguably one of the best potato salads out there. and uh, It is the uh, best potato salad out there. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, uh, yes, I, I, anytime I need to bring a dish, that's usually what I will bring uh, for, for a party. So I brought that to, to one of the barbecues. And anyway, and it's vegan. It's made with veganaise, and that's one of the things that makes it magical. And anyway, so as I walked in, uh, Rachel, who was hosting, she said, oh, we've got another vegan. The vegan potato salad's here, she tells somebody in the kitchen. So I go up to, and I was like, oh, hi, yeah, we've got potato salad, it's vegan. And he's like, oh, hi, I'm Morty. Uh, this is my wife, Jody. And Jody is Jody Sweeten, who plays Stephanie <gasps> Tanner on Full House. How rude. Yes. How rude. That was, oh, that was her line. That's right. I couldn't remember it because I was trying to text it to my sister last That's week. So and say, awesome. How rude. But then said, I just texted, have mercy because I couldn't remember <laughs> what, what Stephanie's catchphrase was. How rude. So, anyway, so my potato salad, my beloved potato salad, 
Uh, it was tasted by by Jodie Sweetin, and she deemed cool. it amazing. Yay! So there's a celebrity endorsement for my my potato salad. So Aww, I'm very excited so awesome. to have that. <laughs> that's so awesome. Oh. I should make a website for my potato salad with a picture of it and says as loved by as loved these by. such famous people as, and then it just have one bullet point of Jodie Sweetin, Neil <laughs> Hamburger, and that's all I have on it right now. But you should have like a special wall in like your dining room or something that has their pictures, like their headshots. Yes, the potato salad As wall of fame. By. Or I should have a little framed picture of people that I set behind the potato salad at at, at, at parties <laughs> with Polaroids of people who have loved the potato salad. That's so yes. Aww. So that was my potato salad update. That's a good one. Yeah. There's, a, there's a DJ in Seattle called DJ Tanner, and I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't... Of course, I feel like that name should be more common. Like, everyone should have thought, it's genius, it's brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Excellent. Now, I have, courtesy of Listener Laura, another edition of Taco Bell News. Think outside the bun. So, listen to Laura sent us a uh, Taco Bell news. Actually, I think Ben uh, of Grapes of Red also sent this to us. So, uh, it's a follow-up from a few weeks ago. We had a Taco Bell news about the hoax in Bethel, Alaska, where flyers were posted all over the city telling everyone that Taco Bell was coming. They peed their pants in excitement. Turned out it was a hoax. They were bummed. (laughs) They were bummed. So, anyway, the good news for the folks in, uh, in Bethel, Alaska is that Taco Bell helicopters 10,000 tacos to Bethel after Alaska hoax. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> and there's a, there's a helicopter with a big, big cord and a big truck at the bottom of it. So they lowered this truck into Bethel and brought tacos to the people. And there's also a video, so you can see the people waiting around like, yay, the Taco oh. Bell truck is coming. And they're Adorable. so excited. So yeah, and so they gave them all the Doritos, uh, Locos, tacos. Um, Let's see. There was 950 pounds of beef, 500 pounds of sour cream, 300 pounds of tomatoes, and 300 pounds of lettuce, and 150 pounds of cheddar cheese to make those tacos. The effort, which Taco Bell dubbed Operation Alaska, was hugely popular, both in Bethel and on social media. (laughs) Operation Alaska! Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I guess there's 6,200 people in Bethel. So, oh, so there would be at least one taco per person. So, yeah, almost two Aww. tacos per person. So, so that's uh, <laughs> that's very exciting. So, um, so I'm very happy to report that the people of Bethel um, got some Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. One lady said in the in the article, she said uh, she hadn't. Uh, it was the first time she'd eaten Taco Bell in more than two decades. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> That's yeah. so cute. The small t- I'm so it fascinated is. by small towns because coming down here, you know, we'd stop for gas. I'm like, let's try stopping some small towns because it, they're just fascinating. You know, if you can like see an old downtown that like the old abandoned, oh, yeah. ban- you know, abandoned buildings, whatever. So my kids are, are going, wow, what is this? You know, because they're such city kids, I guess. But they're like, this yeah. is weird. Why would anyone live here? You know, <laughs> I'm like, it's. But states give such a different, ugly, 
ugly idea of what places are and when you actually go into the towns like there's a place in orange california i may have talked about it before but it's you know if you're just going down the five freeway it's ugly 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 shit all the way mostly and then i had to do something in in orange and i go down and it's like this gorgeous cute little town that i never would have imagined because you know you can't tell yeah. from the freeway but yeah, but yeah it's that's really, totally really adorable it there. Sometimes there'll be a surprise like that. But um, we stopped, this was this afternoon, we stopped in like Maxwell, California. I don't I don't even know if it's on the map, but um, there's a gas station there. So um, Judah, you know, we're driving around and my kids are kind of looking worried. And, and Judah goes, there's a bunch of half-naked Mexicans everywhere. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those things that your kids say, you're like, I can't laugh, I can't laugh. I cannot reinforce this language, this behavior, whatever. <laughs> it struck me so funny I'm just like yeah that's not very politically correct to say but yeah. you're correct in your observation that is true <laughs> <laughs> wow well um, now once you're done with this little stay with the family on Wednesday you're coming to visit me yes. and you'll be here from Wednesday night until Sunday morning before yes. you start your, your, your Jesus camp as I like to call it um, but did you know which I also learned in this article about Taco Bell in Bethel is that on Thursday is the Taco Bell launch of the new Cantina Bell menu oh, so listener I think there is no question that there will be a live uh, Cantina Bell. I think we should taste it on the day. Like, I want to be there day one. Absolutely. Like, I just really like Stand that. Okay, line. cool. Get so autographs from the people working the register. Cantina Bell. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is exciting stuff. So, there you have it. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're going to drink a lot. Donuts. I know that. Oh, and yeah, we, we've yeah, just uh, yeah, set our Netflix yeah, so that yeah. we'll have a film called The Last American Virgin uh, <gasps> to watch. So it's Ooh, like a titty movie from the, the 80s. Uh, we watched it a few months ago. I think you'll love it. So, um, I remember when that yes. book came out. And I guess, yeah, that was in the 80s. So, yeah, haven't seen oh, it. Oh, really? Haven't seen it. I <laughs> bet this has nothing to do with it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like how Troll 2 doesn't have trolls in it. <laughs> <laughs> not quite that, room. not quite that, but yeah. <laughs> and Another the room, room was, was multiple. Kind of had rooms in it, but why was it called the room exactly? <laughs> it's not called our room. It's the room, and then the room is a safe place. We can go. You can hang out. You can cry. You have you can a laugh, good time. You, you have a bad time. It's a safe place. <laughs> Well, on that note, I think we'll wrap things up. Thank you all for listening so, so much. Uh, please visit dongtini.com for any supplementary material for this episode. And uh, also visit feralaudio.com for other great podcasts. And also, if you want to buy anything on Amazon, for the love of God, go to feralaudio.com first and then click through the Dongtini portion of the site. And then, and then, then you'll see the Amazon link. And then go buy something really expensive on Amazon and we'll get a few cents from that. That would be awesome. So, uh, and also, if you want to uh, ask us a question, tell us a story or whatever, please call the Dong line, which is 323-301-DONG. So, until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye.
independently in partnership with feralaudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.